Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and uh, I am joined by Bob. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> it becomes less and less. Uh, and and Bob. <laughs> and and just Bob. Yeah, sure. Good it enough. Um, what do you need to know? You need to know the. You've got all of the pertinent details. I think that's all we need to know about this. Um, comics this week. It's a yeah. it's a very light week. It's a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. It's a very uh, the indies are great this week. Yeah, a lot of good indies this there's week. There's a couple of cool things. Uh, there's a couple of things pissing me off. Uh, mostly oh. Marvel. Uh, <laughs> mostly Marvel printing their shit on toilet paper this week. One it shred is, above toilet paper. It's bad, and it's, it's not so, everything. No, it's just things that sell under a certain quantity. Yeah, yeah, totally. They're or just, that they're not pushing. Right, I, I, boy, boy. It's it sucks that they're going through such hard times that they can't yeah, afford paper. No, right? The, I mean, they only made several billion dollars this <laughs> pandemic. These ding dongs. I don't know. It makes them look bad, but I don't think they give a shit because again. They own everything, so they don't care. Uh, Globochem. Boo. <laughs> um, but they had some good books this week, so it's hard <laughs> to be mad about that. They did have notable books. Sure did. Um, notable books. So let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, Alice Ever After, number one. Did, did you read it? No, I flipped it. I flipped through it. This I don't. I'm not a. Alice I'm in not Wonderland a huge fan of. Well, <laughs> if you were a fan of Alice in Wonderland, this is the book for you. This is not the book for you. Oh, it's not. This is oh. like this is one of those <laughs> things where it's like just taking a giant shit on a classic, uh, oh. <laughs> classic piece of literature. <laughs> I see. Uh, it sounds great. No, it's <laughs> it's not that bad. It's more of the a, art looked nice. Sort it's of? more of one of those. Oh, the art is phenomenal. Yeah, the yeah. stuff that uh, the this whoever this artist is, I can't remember their name. Dan Panosian. Well, no. Dan Panosian, the writer, and is artist. also is also he does like uh, he does a few pages in the middle when they're like, spoiler alert, when Alice is doped up on laudanum and passed <laughs> out, having her fantasy of Wonderland. Because she's a junkie in the middle of the and getting kicked out of her house, and then she's being sent to an asylum. Arr, uh, it really reminds me so much of that fucking shitty movie. Um, uh, not Kick Ass. <laughs> what was the What was that thing with? Uh, uh, ugh. I know you'd have to give me more to work with than that thing. Oh, it was the one with the girl who was in the mental institution. Oh, you're talking about Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. That's the one. See. Just a little bit more information. That's all I needed. Sucker punch. Um, yeah, it, it really reminds <laughs> me of sucker punch. Hashtag the Snyder race. Yes. Please. Please do. Please hashtag uh, <laughs> the shit out of that. Can't wait. We love um, it. Yeah, did you see that uh, there were two wins at the Oscars for uh, for for Snyder? He did great. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh, he won the ones where they trolled the fucking <laughs> vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. The, I love that now in... In the world, in history, the greatest moment, the greatest stand-up-and-shout moment of all time, of all time. All time. At the Oscars, when the Flash enters, <laughs> enters the, the Speed, speed force. force. Yeah, totally. It is the dumbest thing. Do Didn't you, uh, Kenneth Branagh, like... Does anyone know what that that scene was? Does anybody even know which scene they're talking about? I have not seen either version of justice league so i don't know i assume personally, it's the one with, I, where he puts a hot dog in his pocket and so the dogs like him 
Uh, and it's oh, that's also the plot of a Jughead comic I read recently. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that guy is sort of the drunken, disorderly version of Jughead. Uh, oh yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Either way, it is funny to me that uh, that somehow the greatest moment of cinematic <laughs> history was released. It was the Snyder cut too, by the way, because yeah. that didn't exist in the theatrical. So uh, that means that the greatest theatrical stand-up and shout moment happened in a thing that never hit theaters. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good job, everybody. Yeah. This uh, is the, the Academy never, is like, okay, we can never have a fan never, vote award again. Let people vote on anything on the internet again. Well, I mean, in their in their defense, or what they should maybe do is like... I will say like, that was a great scene. I did very much enjoy it. I like hmm. when people go in slow motion in, like, speedsters and those things, the 15 times I've seen it. It's fun. Well, I would imagine if you're watching a 15-hour film and if something momentous <laughs> happens nine <laughs> hours into it, you might be like, oh, oh my God. God, finally, they stand up and shout, you know, like, thank fucking God, God. someone did a thing (laughs) instead of just standing around in the fucking dark. I don't know. I haven't seen the film. I should talk out of turn. To be honest, I I thought it was fine. I'd say it's a B. I'd say that uh, Zack Snyder's version was a B. I think all films are too long currently. Uh, Every film should be 60 minutes or less. Ah. I'm I'm a I'm a hard ninety. I think ninety is the perfect amount yeah. of minutes for a film. I ninety agree. to a hundred. After that, I've always I've always been a fan of eighty-seven minutes. Eighty-seven works. I feel yeah. like that, I feel like that was the number that like Charles Band always shot for for uh, for Full Moon movies. Because I'm like you... I appreciate you keeping it there. I know you did it because you're cheap, but man, <laughs> that's a nice number. Yeah, there's got to be something mathematical about that. You get like three minutes of something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I. I have a feeling it really it boils down to some sort of screenwriting thing where they're like, "This yeah. is this is the minute when this happens, and this is the minute." The pay when scale happens. changes or something. <laughs> oh, that wasn't what I was thinking, but that absolutely could yeah. be that. Well, just that like would be uh, a very Charles Band thing to do. Yeah, like the like the CDs being exactly like seventy nine minutes <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Not that it has anything to do with how much you get paid, but just like the amount of data that fits. Yep, exactly. I don't know. There's so many for various reasons, and we're we've we're on A and have talked about a single comic what book. i mean to say is apache delivery service number 404 final issue uh astro boy and friends little tiny figures and they're in blind boxes you might get a gold one why would you want that it doesn't look like the figure don't get the gold one throw that one away and get a good one that looks like the figure come on what are you doing <laughs> uh batman 122 cover a howard porter shadow war what <laughs> this is, i feel like i'm tripping <laughs> Yeah, I know. When I start actually just reading everything like I'm totally coked out of my mind, that's not, <laughs> that's not helping anybody. Uh, okay, yeah, Batman 122. Shadow War. Uh, this Chapter is a continuation whatever. of Shadow War Alpha that we saw the other week. It's nice to have an issue of Batman I can skip. Really? You didn't like it? Uh, I just don't care about this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, what, we, you can't... Here's the here's a a a, tr- a, tr- a tip I would give to the people doing PR uh, marketing whatever for DC. It's like don't tell me that an awesome person is going to be taking over the book and then expect me to give a shit about the mediocre thing that's coming uh, out before that. Yeah, like it, it is very difficult when you're like, oh, so you're you're basically telling me that there is a filler storyline that you're putting to kill yeah. time before this awesome thing you're doing yeah no yeah. I get and also it. I, I don't read that. any of the other books in this crossover so like Fair. even if this issue of Batman is the best issue of Batman that's ever came out which I doubt 
I'm not reading Robin. I'm not reading Deathstroke Incorporated. I'm not reading, you know, so why am I going to yeah. spend extra money on Shadow War Alpha and, you know, hey, I get a Batman book I can skip. Dude, you know what Batman book you shouldn't skip? Is it the... It's Batman Beyond. Beyond. Batman Beyond Neo Year One. Nice. Of six. Good. I loved it. I thought nice. it was really fun. Cool. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this artist, um, but that's okay. I thought there was some some weird stuff. There were some moments that were like, oh, maybe this was a little rushed, where like he's having a conversation with Barbara Gordon on the roof of a building, and he's posing while they're having a conversation, Ugh. looking the other way. Please. And I was like, why? No. <laughs> no thanks. Come on, be more human. Yeah. Um, but Body other, language. but other than that, I enjoyed it. Uh, Batman Killing Time number two. Yes. Reading uh, this comic book would kill a few minutes of your time. It would. That's hence truth in advertising. There it is. Black Widow number fifteen. Uh, I flipped through it. It looked all right. It looks all right. A slam dunk, <laughs> says Bob. Uh, Wait, Buck- I don't know about that. <laughs> Buckhead, number five of five. Final issue of Buckhead, which is a great series, yeah. great series that I liked. Uh, we have a graphic novel called Button Pusher. I don't know anything about Ooh. it. Perhaps it's just Looks cool. someone pressing a button over I, and over again for eight. I pages. hope so. I hope it's just about that guy that lives in the... Uh, in the bunker in Lost <laughs> and has to keep resetting the numbers. Just a flipping sound effect and then the sound effect tech. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Tech. Um, <laughs> so Captain Marvel Annual number one is out. People seem to be enjoying that. Flip through it. Looks good. Um, Chainsaw Man graphic novel volume 10 is out. Ever popular Chainsaw people Man. People love it. I was having a hard time not selling it to people who were trying to grab it off my desk. Huh. And I said, no, you have to wait for the time is not right yet. <laughs> wow, really? That was how I said it. <laughs> <laughs> and that was how it was said. Yeah. Um, low these many minutes pass. Low, low these many minutes. Uh, oh, another great book to skip. Deadpool <laughs> Bad Blood number one. Uh, if you like that one pose that Rob Liefeld draws, he does it in this one. Yeah, if you're a Liefeld fan, sorry, but this book sucks. Yeah, this, I mean, I think Whoa. that, honestly, because I have gone through and I have been looking at old Liefeld stuff from back in the day. Yeah. Like, because yeah. he's he's littered through X-Men comics that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes uh, you got to sit through an old Liefeld book to get to a cool John Bogdanov story uh, at the back. Uh, but I also I also read those and I was like, these are fine. Yeah. Like because he had inkers that were good, <laughs> like Carl Kiesel and right I such mean, as. But there were a lot of things that were like, okay, this is great, but these stories are just garbage. Like these, the last five things that he's done for Marvel have been pointless. Yeah. Well, he's trying to shoehorn. I mean, I, we should not be talking about this book that much, but no. uh, he's trying to shoehorn everything into the continuity of when he was doing yes. those books 30 years ago. And like, there's 30 years of continuity yeah. that's come since Shit then. has happened. It's just kind of like, whatever. There's only so many minutes, you know, that you can kind of like, <laughs> you know who does a good job with that is the Simonsons. They oh, did a great yeah. job with that, with that X-Men Legends book that yeah. they did, that a couple issues of. Anyway. Agree. But you know said, what, you know what is not a book that you can skip? What? Devil's Motherfucking Reign, number six of six. Yeah. A lot of momentous happenings. This was cool. I loved the ending. 
I loved the way that this thing wrapped up. Yeah. There was a daredevil moment that I thought was earned and just strong. Yeah. Uh, like his his real like his come to God moment at the end was incredible. And there is so much good Kingpin stuff in this this issue. Yeah. Like as far as him being a monster yeah. and him not being a monster. It's like the things about him that you like about the TV show where like I think the best version of the Kingpin apologies to everyone who has written the Kingpin so far, I think came from the Daredevil TV show. And I like I think that his embodiment of the Kingpin is the best version of the Kingpin for me. Yeah. Personally. And this captures that so well and does so much with it and like and really you feel you hate him and you feel pity for him simultaneously. Hmm. And it's just it's super strong. Super Super strong. Can't recommend Devil's Reign enough. Whole thing, it was worth the ride. You know, some of those things you're like, you can recommend them by issue three, and you're like, yeah. oh boy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry I said that was good. Uh, yeah. But this one. No, good. good. Solid. I mean, again, of course Zdarsky's going to knock it out of the park, but I, I really like it. Is it, it Chichetto, the artist? Yeah. Very good art. Very good art. Yep, all uh, the way through. Yeah. Uh, also, Earth Prime, number one, Batwoman. You liked it. I did like it. I didn't it. read it. I actually thought it was pretty cool. Nice. Um, like you said, it is definitely uh, it's definitely anchored in the, the TV CW-verse. Yeah. Uh, it's got a lot of that thing to it, but it had a lot of the Batman that I remember liking from the early 2000s to it, too. Nice. You know, it's a Clayface story. I hope that's not a spoiler. Um, you know, like it's, it's just a. It's like, it feels like they know that the people who are being brought to these things are not going to be longtime Batman fans, mm. so they can tell a story that's not so mired in continuity. Yeah. And I mean, by bringing in new characters and things like that, you get to not be mired in continuity too. Yeah. Plus, this, the people who are going to this book probably know the continuity they need, which is the show continuity. Exactly. Which is why I avoided the book myself, yeah. personally. I thought it was really good. Um, I haven't watched it. I've only watched Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I was I was pleasantly surprised, let's say. Nice. And for some reason, I managed to read that and not Fantastic Four, number 42, because I'm a Fantastic tool. Four, number whatever that was. It? 42. 42. Brutal. Just absolutely brutal, really? brutal, brutal, brutal. It's mm. literally like there's two stories that are happening. Uh, one kind of moving the overall cross, like reckoning war story, yeah. and then on the bottom of it and all throughout it is just the thing beating the shit out of Mister Fantastic, like just brutally, like savagely beating the shit out of him. Huh? Yeah. How very odd. <laughs> it it ties into the whole thing, and it's there's a good like oh you know there's more going on here than oh. was thought through the entire time of it with just being the thing beating the shit out of Mister Fantastic. <laughs> but uh, it was good, and I actually really like the art. Rachel Stott is the artist. Very good artist. Hmm. I, I I enjoy Fantastic Four. It's a good book. Um, I will also say the thing that surprised me the most about Fantastic Four since I didn't read it. Uh, I had heard that Mike Allred was going to do a Carnage variant for it, and I was like, well, that is literally the worst person in the world to choose for a Carnage variant. And then I saw his Carnage variant, and I was like, that thing is amazing. Cool. So the B cover of this, I think, is fantastic. 
So that's it. Would you say that four times? I would say fantastic, 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 fantastic. Nice. Um, plastic, fantastic. <laughs> Viscoelastic, Elastic. fantastic. Uh, firepower, number 19. I really liked this. I like uh, this series. I mean, I like it in general, but it was cool. Yeah. Like, I like that it's going kaiju. Like, I think it's pretty cool. I love Chris Samney. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's so nice to see Chris Samney's art. Yeah, especially on a double-page kaiju spread. <laughs> yes. But in a, like, they change it up, you know? It's not just like a here's a big monster kind of thing. It's like a... Yeah. There's a... The story's good. Indeed. Uh, we got Flashpoint Batman Night of Vengeance. This is the reprint of those three issues of Flashpoint that involved the Thomas Wayne Batman. I like I actually like referring to him as Dr. Batman. <laughs> Damn, he I mean that was the best thing Dr. Batman. That was the best thing to come out of Justice League Incarnate. <laughs> that series that 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 uh jo- that Josh Williamson did and it was uh that the, the, there's like a thing in there where they call him Dr. Batman. He's like don't call me that. And I was like He's that's like, 100% what you're getting called harm. forever. Fucking forever. <laughs> that's who, that's who you are to me. G.I. Joe, a real American hero. Mm. Not one of these Canadian heroes you hear so much about, but a no. real American one. Uh, 291, cover A, nice. is a thing, and cover B is also a thing. Look at that. Two covers. Two covers. My two, God. Two, two. Get For the them price all. of two. Of course, I don't have a picture of the second one, but, you know, whatever. Well, I can't see it with my eyes either, so we're on the same Hell page. Hell yeah. Okay, you're going to have to field this one. Guilt number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board for guilt. Okay. Uh, okay. G-I-L-T. Uh, it stands for, like, Guild of Independent Lady Temporalists. Temporalists. If I got that right, I uh, give myself a, uh, a gold star. It's uh, it, it's It's a time travel series about like two women uh, who are not like young, like stereotypical comic book women. They're like people who live in, in New York, just kind of like apartment dwelling people. It's like, kind of like almost had like a sex in the city vibe (laughs) in a, in not in a way that like really like the show is like that, but like kind of like it's characters that maybe could be like background characters in like a 90, like a a 90 sitcom or something like that. It's, um, the the writer used to I think she used to write Swamp Thing, um, but uh, is it Elisa Quitney? Is that right? Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's not giving. It is Elisa Quitney, and then the art is by Maury Set, who uh, uh, I would assume is 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 French. Uh, but either way, the art is really good. It's 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 like a mil- middle aged lady and like an older lady, and they get involved in this time travel plot that has kind of like almost like kind of sitcom. Uh, like it's hard it's hard to describe it, but it's just weird enough, and the art is really good. Okay, so I was like, okay, like I mean, I would say like maybe a fan of Doctor Who would be wow. into it, right. or like you know, it, it's it's very smart and uh, and fashion conscious but not in a way that's like right it's yeah it kind of looks to me like a little bit of absolutely fabulous yeah yeah that's yeah it, that's, that's actually much kind of, better that's than, what it looks than, like than, to me yeah that's much better than a bit of an ab fab look to it yeah yeah ab fab as time travelers sure nice that i mean it's probably much more nuanced than that i mean it definitely yeah, yeah. is but whatever that's it worked and i was like i'll try this for a first issue when there's awesome. like virtually no 
<laughs> uh, you know, mainstream books, and you know, I liked it. It was cool. It hooked cool. me. Uh, let's talk about some toys. Oh, let's talk about this giant pile of Godzillas sitting over here. <laughs> There's We've so got Vinimates. These are all diamond uh, exclusive things. We've got these are like mini mates that don't you can't pose. They're like a big double sized mini mate, so they're like five inches tall, something like that. Um, they are. We have a burning Godzilla, on a Rodan two pack, a 1954 and a 1999 Godzilla two pack, and a Mecha Godzilla and Godzilla 1962 two pack, and they are all really cool. The Mecha Godzilla one is, is Mecha my Godzilla fave. is pretty pretty good. And 62 Godzilla, yeah, that's I'm, a good one. I'm also I'm a huge fan of Rodan, so I like yeah. I like the fact that they included him, and I, you know, burning Godzilla makes me sad because you know he's about to explode, but you know. Uh. Shit happens, and that's how you get little baby Godzillas that uh, go off and learn mini Minillas, I think is what he is. I believe he's different than, uh, than, the, than the other. I believe he's called Manila, and I think the... <laughs> Manila? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the, the baby Godzilla is. Gadzuki? <laughs> There's, that would be the Hanna-Barbera baby Godzilla. Uh, but still, amazing. Uh all very fun, and it's just hard to get Godzilla figures that are cool. In yeah, the US these are all really cool. Days. It's really, it's really annoying, and they're a nice scale, so they're not huge. They're not like taking up too much space. Twenty bucks for a two pack, pretty decent deal. Nice. Um, you know what else we have that is in a slightly higher uh, <laughs> price range? The NECA Gremlins figures that just came in this week. Oh, we got. The ultimate brain gremlin. So the Tony, uh, the, the whatever his name is. Uh, oh, fuck. You know more, much more about gremlins than I. Um, <laughs> I know that it's a movie that I watched a couple times throughout well, my life. I will say that Gremlins Two: The New Batch is a much maligned film. It is one of one of my favorite movies. Love it. Uh, it's really good. And this one has, we have the two pack of the two uh, construction worker gremlins huh. and the super smart gremlin that uh plays laurie played by laurie strode's dad whatever the fuck his name is tony randall tony Thank randall god that wait he gonna... plays a gremlin <laughs> he does he's the voice of the smart gremlin wow. who drinks a who drinks a formula in the genetics lab that makes him incredibly smart and also imbues him with a tweed coat pipe <laughs> and glasses all right that's what this that's what this particular, this formula, particular does. formula does all right uh, some of the formulas turn you into a sexy lady gremlin. Some I remember of them turn that you one. into a spider, uh, hmm. and there and one turns you into lightning. Uh, for more information on this, see the Key and Peel sketch, Gremlins Two. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Or just perhaps just watch Gremlins. 2. I I highly recommend watching Gremlins Two. It's awesome, and watch both the middle sequences, both the uh, the Hulk Hogan. And the John Wayne middle sections. Oh, I like John Wayne. Sometimes they kill him. Uh, I believe so. Yes. Oh, good. Then I'll watch it. I, I don't. I don't remember exactly what goes <laughs> on in the one that was the the cowboy version. But the depending on what theater you were in, you got a different version. Oh, weird. And so there was one that was like a they're watching a cowboy movie and then it falls apart and then one Hulk Hogan stands up and threatens the Gremlins into. <laughs> uh, into returning the film to working order. And uh, I think that was the main one that was released on DVD and VHS. Nice. 
All right. Um, the Hulkster. <laughs> there. Do you think the Hulks? Do you think the Gremsters can can handle the Hulkster? I believe was what he said. <laughs> and All right. uh, and they did not believe that they could take on the Hulkster. Oh. So, I mean, who could? <laughs> a lot of people. Andre the Giant. Yeah. He wasn't there though. That's true. Uh, so Jim Henson's Storytellers Shapeshifters number two is out. Uh, we have, oh my God, we have Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, graphic novel 15. It's the only one we've been able to get in so far since we started carrying manga. And it's like, this series is so popular right now. Wow. We also have Kaiju number eight graphic novel volume two. I know too many numbers. (laughs) And then we have the first, uh, installment of image comics, Turning into IDW. This is very exciting <laughs> for them to take this incredibly embarrassing step down. Uh, they are releasing Bionicle fucking... Or Ninjago. What, Ninjago, sorry. I uh, only know because it's right next to me. Uh, they are releasing Ninjago comics that this license should have gone to IDW. I don't know why they would fight for it or try for it or care about it. Perhaps they needed the money seems that way i don't know but either way here you go you kids <laughs> like uh, like the, the little ninjas it's like, it's like ninja lego guys it, it might be fucking phenomenal i just you know honestly the production value is better than if it was iw 100 percent true 100 percent true worth it on that front yep um little monsters number two cool i love this book yeah i can't remember if i bought the first one or not hmm. i didn't read this one. i I didn't know where it was going. This is definitely not the direction I thought it was going in. It takes one of those turns where you're like, where you're like, I think I know who this story is about. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not listening to the right narrator. And it does one of those like little, Oh, nice. Yeah. Like it, it subverts your, your expectations in in an interesting way. I liked it quite a bit. Cool. Um, the first one I was like, I'm, I'm 50, 50. And this one I was like, okay, I'm totally sold. Right. So. I guess I did. I guess I did myself a disservice by not checking it out. Uh, loaded Bible blood of my blood. Number two of six. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I don't like this really good comic, but loaded Bible. Yes. On board. I have every loaded Bible comic. I will always buy it. I don't care. It's so dumb. How I does this it. compare to say Jesus Christ vampire hunter? I mean, a basic. I I don't know what Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter is, but this comic is literally Jesus Christ as a vampire hunter. Fair so enough. I don't know how exactly this is like. It's like in the future, so they've cloned Jesus because vampires have taken over, and then Jesus fights the vampires. And in this one, he's fighting some kind of like king. Like it's like a mad. Ma- Please tell me he's fighting King Ghidorah. No, Gidera. he's no, not. He's why? Not, he's not. Uh, he's fighting uh, a, like a big guy, vampire guy, and it's all kind of Mad Maxy, but like super cartoony. <laughs> and well, there you go. That sounds like something Tim Seeley would be into. I love it, but it's not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was super weird that Dan Housen's wife was on the first <laughs> was on one of the covers for oh, the first issue. Funny. Super weird. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see it. I guess I don't. I don't. If, if it was a photo cover, yeah, it was one yeah, of the I photo, don't do photo covers. Um, okay, we have. I I don't know if I'm gonna say this is my book of the week, but it was up there. Oh. Marauders number one. 
This it was book much better than I expected it would be. It was very good. It yeah. brings in a character that we haven't seen for quite some time. Which one? Uh, Xavier's uh, Oh, yeah, sister. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about Bishop. I didn't know how long it's been. Oh, since no, it's no, been no. Around. Bishop's been kicking around through this whole thing. But, okay. uh, yeah, no, she's... The art's really good in this I comic. would have said that that's a spoiler, but she's on one of the covers. So <laughs> I yeah. don't think it's a spoiler. I think you got to spoil things like generic things like that. Like, right. hype it up. It's Cassandra Nova. Yeah, Cassandra Nova is back. And she's creepy as shit in this. I, honestly, the when they found her and what she was doing yeah. when they found her was really unsettling yeah i found that really upsetting actually <laughs> yeah i did i really like the art for this but it's another one of those things where it's just like okay like she's a genocidal asshole like why are they fucking teaming up with this chick like she's well, literally this, like mean, murdered so many mutants like she's right. fucking horrible like she's worse than magneto by a factor of like <laughs> so yes. many times i mean and that's that is the thing is that that this the idea of the whole thing is to for that everyone starts from square one as soon as this new place is established and that part of her part of the mission of the marauders of like kate's actual thing is to you know to hold to that and to save mutants and as she says as cassandra nova says in here she's like i killed a million mutants compared to apocalypse that's nothing (laughs) <laughs> is it really nothing though well because from what from what we see in the the rest of this series he has been killing thousands of people uh, throughout the right, ages right, right. throughout yeah, eons and eons whole. but i mean that time kind of is a factor i mean apocalypse i'm not saying he's great i'm just saying that like she's like murdered him all at once like she mm-hmm. also like it kind so of, did Magneto. She has the same... Pr- Magneto yeah. killed... A nuclear what? submarine full of Russian sailors. Well, yeah, but also uh, how many people died at Genosha when he did... Like, he killed... In the... I mean, she killed the Genosians. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was Magneto. No, that was like the first the... arc of New X Men was oh, okay. was her doing that. Okay, oops, um, I thought that was him for some reason. Yeah, she sent Sentinels on him, That's and they're like right. the big uh, kaiju sized Sentinels, and they wiped That's out right. everybody, including uh, this the popular Negasonic teenage warhead in her That's first appearance. True. Um, and she looked just like a goth teenager in that, um, and 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 like her future appearances. But anyway, uh, yes. But also, she has the same powers as Xavier, and he's like this Omega level mastermind. Like, why isn't she? Like, why is she just like hanging out with Kate Pride on a boat? I think the answer to that question <laughs> is that probably, as we're seeing with Xavier, he has been kind of a douchebag through this whole thing. Yes, likelihood is that he probably did something. Yeah. That at this point, it's it's probably pretty clear that Cassandra Nova has been neutered in some way because she is insane. Brain neutered. She, I mean, when you see her, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's like hurting Krakoa in a weird way. Oh, yeah. Just as like in a sociopathic little kid kind of way. Mm. And it's bizarre and like it again unsettling i did like the space uh the scope of this uh series going like being like a space thing and there's also the ship oh yeah okay the the buried lead of this thing is that this is very much like kind of an homage to uh space cruiser yamoto like it's got a little bit of that thing going on in there it's got like the 60s 
uh, Japanese space stuff like Harlock and like a lot of those things. So yeah. that is a cool addition to this this world. And, and I mean, they're basically driving the fucking the ship from Voltron that the that Zarkon drives in Voltron, which is again nice, nice eighties. Yeah. <laughs> anime look to it it's cool i loved the art in this too like, yeah it was, it's it was very a good, cool it was a good issue like it's very I manga just... influenced yeah. um okay so enough about marauders let's talk about these amazing retro spider-man figures uh-oh mm-hmm. looks like i've sold out of all my ben Rileys. but listen <laughs> you can get a shocker you can get an armored spider-man a hammerhead a hobgoblin symbiote spider-man regular indeed yeah it's uh, on the shelf. It was the Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley. Is it that yes. one with the with yeah. the, the the sort of inverted colors? Oh, uh, cool! It's cool. I love that. Um, nice. These are great. They're like it's all those ones that you remember from KB. They're based on the Spider-Man cartoon from the '90s, the ones that they released back then. But then Hasbro has resculpted them, made them in these larger scales, and made them look way cooler. Yeah, they so look nice. Production value high. Yeah, very, very cool. Not to mention the cards are like nice homages to those old cards, mm. only way bigger because those were like three and three quarters figures. Right. Something like that. Um, and also, if you're into the DC versions of such things, you can get yourself a uh, the Superboy Prime. We get some of those. Okay. Hey, he punched through your comic book pages into the real world. He did. <laughs> I remember that. He, he punched reality. He punched Famous it in for the face. punching reality. <laughs> I love that. Yep, you gotta love it. Um, we got uh, Mighty Thor, the one of those little uh, Mighty Marvel masterworks, ah, which are the little digest versions yeah. of classic like comic runs manga sized yeah reprintings of classic marvel yeah and this is the uh the the first loki arcs so some good stuff in there uh mr miracle the source of freedom hardcover i hated this series i did not uh, i liked the art but i did not read the series i like mr miracle this was not my favorite thing i felt like he was portrayed as completely unsympathetic through this whole book yeah uh monkey meat number four of five i like monkey meat it's cool <laughs> it is very cool i like juni ba you know who else has monkey meat who the monkey prince oh yeah <laughs> this is this book is so unapologetically chinese it's wonderful <laughs> yeah it's just like all the all these weird tropes that don't make any sense to an American audience, they're just like, yeah, but this is how it is. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Don't care. Oh, yeah, he burps and turns into a fucking monkey who has every superpower. Why? Because that's how it is. <laughs> there was, there's a story in Chinese literature that goes into this, but we're not going to tell you about that. Just yeah. look it up. This is the thing. That's why Wikipedia exists. Exactly. <laughs> It's great. It's it's super fun and super weird, and it is a real departure from anything that you're seeing at DC, yet Batman and Robin are in it. Yeah. Great. Uh, Moon Knight number 10. Didn't read it, unfortunately, but Moon I have Knight. been enjoying the series. Uh, we've got the Moon Knight Legacy Complete Collection Trade Paperback. Ooh, cool. I should probably know what that is, but... Oh, it's the... Uh, 
Fist of Conchu? It is not. It's the 2017 series when they were doing oh. the legacy numbering when things went crazy and they like Marvel just jumped to like you'd have a series that was like 1 through 12 and then it would start at 188. Mm. And it was like we're returning to legacy numbering and then they stopped legacy and then it numbering immediately like stopped. a it year afterwards like, yeah. or something. But it's all of those legacy issues that were in there which if I remember correctly, was a really fun run. Um, cool. New Masters, number three. I love this comic. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's great. I agree. Uh, no Holds Barred. Ooh, I forgot to get that. <laughs> if you like your... your it's like comics, the literally the last issue, too, and I forgot to grab it. <laughs> if you like your comics in iambic pentameter, this is the book for you. I thought it was fun. Yeah. It's, it's a novelty. It's a novelty, but it's a good novelty. It's yeah. strong. Uh, One Star Squadron, number five of uh, six. Absolutely the saddest superhero comic you will read in, in, in this week. <laughs> I don't know. It is wow. a bummer. Holy shit. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I really like, I, I like this series. Everything Mark Russell writes is like, functions more metaphorically always always so it's like it's not like a like if you're like a i read every dc superhero book you're <laughs> yeah, gonna be yeah. like but power girl doesn't have a cape or whatever but like <laughs> right, yeah. uh yeah no this one's fucking brutal absolutely brutal wow. like their headquarters is blown up and it's like you kind of find out like some things about that and it's like shit <laughs> wow yeah rough crazy but, but good and steve lieber drew it and it's very good art awesome uh you know what's not as depressing as that what these two pop funkos <laughs> <laughs> the ones of that dog from the adventure time yes the yeah. jake with a little tape player which yes. is absolutely amazing probably one of my favorites and also there is an elvira and she's it's one of the they call them the diamond editions because she's all glittered up so she has like a sequin dress oh, awesome I see it over there. she's holding a human heart pretty nice. great is uh, that weird al yankovic one new too that is also new there is a weird al i don't think i put it maybe it's it over there i see it right now maybe it's alphabetical i don't know oh, i don't know who knows um but yes there is a weird al one out this week as well uh project superpowers fractured states number one i actually flipped through this you know, who cares? I'm sure it's fine, but who cares? Yeah. Exactly. Why did I even get it? I'm not really I mean, sure. If you care, someone will like it because it's it's it is not a poor quality book. No. I will say, but that said, it is one of these like yeah. traveling through the twisted states of reality yeah. kind of things. I'm okay. Uh, Radiant Red. Radiant Red <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> um, it doesn't. Number two. And we've got Red Room, uh, number two. This is Red Room Trigger, Trigger warnings, warnings, number two. Uh, some good covers. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think I'm I think I'm done with it, but uh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's out there for you if you want it. Yeah. Uh, Robin Trade Paperback Volume One. Cool. Seriously though, listen, I don't want to drag this out. But <laughs> what are you gonna drag out? Fuck, did they see that cover and let it go? Oh, I. It, it's absolutely insane Fuck. to me. Insane to me. 
but whatever you know like i mean oh, it's just like okay. I it's, don't, it's I don't like need, this, i don't need to drag this it's like up, that other thing that like just, is, I, is is sucking all the air out of the room you know yeah, culturally yeah. right now that i'm not going to mention but right. like uh it's i don't know they sure were lucky somebody punched somebody because if not yeah <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like one of those things where the thing about that that bothered me was not even so much the the creative side of it, but the editorial side. Right. Of it. That's because it was so fucking yeah. obviously that they were just like, and then they were like, oh, we're going to tighten up our editorial process. If your editorial process is not tight enough to realize that people don't want to see shit that makes fun of the Holocaust, then yeah. like you have no editorial then process. There is no editorial process. Like, that cause is... you just, or you're a or fucking you... troll and you're doing it to fucking <sighs> troll it. And like, and, and either really, way, really, fuck you. Really worries me that that, well, it's not like fucking Fanographics doesn't have like a gigantic history of just being shitty trolls. Like, I mean, oh, dude, like oh, there's no. so much shit. You know what? I don't want to hear it. Yeah, no, we don't want to go. Let's down that let road. it go. Um, and I'm not even talking about like internet. I'm talking like way pre-internet. Like, oh god, that's a bummer. It is. I mean, some people really love it and and respect them, and I I respect the fact that they put out books that I do like to read on occasion absolutely um, i mean you know? listen i'm glad that they're making this thing i just think that that thing was insane and i yeah. i don't want to talk like, about it so let's just let you it go. just gotta take the good you take the bad you take the rest <laughs> and then what do you get <laughs> you get to choose which comic books you purchase correct and that is the end and end of all uh all all questions of this nature fair enough uh no robin one. 2021 trade paperback yeah I like this book. Uh, there's a lot of people that do too. This is a very, it's just a mortal combat for Robin. It's just yep. fun. Yeah. I think taking Damien out of yep. like, you've got like that too many Robins situation. So like having the people that like Damien just be like, okay, yeah. here he is in this book. And I, I, and, I just think works. that this is, this is his kind of thing too. Also, it's, it's cool to see Connor Hawk again. Cause he's, that was he's really a character awesome. I like me too. Uh, Rocketeer, a great race. Look fine for a Rocketeer comic. I'm just gonna say, if you show up to a race with a fucking rocket pack, you are cheating. <laughs> Unless it's a rocket. Unless race. it's a rocket pack race. <laughs> In which case, fine. That's that's great. But otherwise, or if on, it's man. like a foot race with rockets allowed. <laughs> There's nothing in the rule book that says that a dog can't wear a fucking jetpack. Exactly. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> Sakamoto Days, graphic novel number one. Uh, Secret Invasion, Meet the Scrolls, trade paperback. Huh. Actually, I, I liked that. Uh, the Meet the Scrolls was actually my favorite Secret Invasion series, I would say. Yes. It's the one I remember the strongest. It was that kind of like deep cover, like spy, yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, it was basically comic. It was basically uh, a pre-Captain Marvel the movie version of those two scrolls uh, that she meets in the Captain Marvel movie. Haven't seen the film. Uh, they go to a blockbuster, and people have nostalgia about it. Huh. Um, that's all I know. <laughs> Sounds no, good. I saw it. I liked it. I liked no, it. I, I, fine. Nothing against it. I just I'm not a fan of comic book films for the most part, and have seen virtually none of them. How about Shulk number three? Mm. She Hulk, I, if you will. Loved, I loved it. I thought it's I, not great. only not only did I think it was the best of all of the issues so far, I think it was the one that like won me over to being like 
I love this comic book. Like, it's legitimately got love this series. It's got heart. It's got jack of hearts. It does. <laughs> and I think, in general, the way that they brought out jack of hearts backstory, mm. I cared about the character, which is, for me... I hate that character. I have never... He is a no. cipher. He's not a real character. He's always just like a power plant that somebody else uses to, to do have something. A, I, have, I have a slightly different take, which really? is that I think that the Jack of Hearts story is compelling, but unfortunately he has the dumbest fucking costume that has ever been designed for... Like, And I oh, mean, yeah. I'm... And they finally pulled him out of it in this issue. Well, you need to in order to do something with him. Like, <laughs> he's got a good story. Yeah. And uh, you know who did good stuff with him was the guy that killed him, Jeff Johns. Like, he did, like, yeah. four issues of Avengers before he went DC exclusive. And he did Jack of Hearts. And it was like, oh, this guy's great. And then they just killed him. Yeah. And it was like, oh, no, no, it wasn't him. It was Bendis that killed him. Oh, okay. No, they did good stuff with him. And then and then Johns That's left. And, and, and that was actually, I think it was... Maybe even in the very first New Avengers arc that he was killed off. Uh, I don't. I can't remember. I don't remember that, but it's possible. Yeah, he like showed up, and they were like, "What's like wrong, he's... Jack of Hearts?" And then he just like blew up, and it was like it was kind of like a happened in a couple pages. He definitely exploded in space. Yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember clearly. Um, yeah. Sorry if my root beer burp just came across on the microphone. I tried to stifle it. Who cares? It's root beer. Come on. That's that's as wholesome as it gets. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's like you're trying to uh, to lower yourself so you don't get ground up in a fan in Willy Wonka. Yes. Uh, Fizzy lifting. Shuri and T'Challa into the heartlands on original Black Panther graphic novel. Cool. For the kids. It's for the young ones. Nice. That want to read about the Black Panther characters. We love, we love those characters. We sure do. Uh, Spawn Scorched, number four. Youch. It's got another one of those fun image parody covers, which I really enjoy. Nice. Uh, we've got Spectacular Spider-Man, number one, facsimile edition. The oh. first appearance of the Tarantula. He's got those weird shoes with <laughs> pointy spikes. Yes, uh, there was a, I can't remember what it was. I think it was one of the Twisted Toy Fair theaters, if you remember those from back <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, day when yeah. they do the Twisted Mego theater. Yeah. I just remember there was a single panel that had him in it, and he was <laughs> some sort of line about, look out or I will kick you with my pointy shoes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, he had poison tips. He has pointy shoes. It's pointed, it's poison wing tips. Uh, spider Punk. Number one, of course, I liked this book. Of course, I liked this book. It's really, it. I mean, it is really good. I honestly, like, I was like, if yeah. the art, I, I had no idea what the art was going to look like. And I was like, if the art sucks, I'll be disappointed. But the art is definitely great. Yeah. I I like the art on this better than the art on the original Spider-Punk. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think it's really good. And, uh, and, I, and I like the story was fun. It still is like kind of. A lot of those like punk rock lines, you know, street walking cheetah. Like, there's, there's, you know. yeah, there's a bit of it that you're like, a little forced, I guess. Maybe. Okay, but it's, it's like it's supposed to be exactly. Yeah. It's hard to, God, that was that first that single issue that he was in when he was first introduced. No, yeah. well, okay, that's fine. His first. <laughs> 
full issue that he had where you yeah. got his origin and everything. Yeah. Where he's fighting the cops and they're all venoms and he <laughs> fights them with guitars because they're sensitive to sound. Yeah. Like he's from the, the you know, he's he's from the 138 universe <laughs> in reference to the Misfits song and like there's just a million of these little little nuanced things. Not a ton of nuance to the 138, but yeah. Uh, but just Easter great eggs. stuff. Punk There's rock great Easter eggs. Punk rock Easter eggs. And also the fact that Kang is a time-traveling capitalist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's basically trying to get people to sell out. In this issue, Craven the Hunter, it's the band is Craven and the Hunters. Yeah. And they're like rivals of the Spider-Man band. Yes. And uh, and Craven is very clearly they're clearly a a, a, a sort of a, a fear kind of band. Like it looks like leaving. Yeah. He really looks like leaving. And uh, I think they're supposed to be like racist band though, right? Because there's that whole Nazi punks fuck offline. That's true. Okay, so they're kind of supposed to be screwdriver or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But visually, I, there is definitely clearly like there's a, a visual cue about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah something. But uh, I thought they just wanted to shoehorn Nazi punks fuck off into a. I comic. mean, they probably did. Um, I didn't like. I, I can't. You know, I only have like an hour and a half, two hours essentially to to plow through all these. So I can't say that I read every single line of that of the comic. But yeah, there were there were at least a good fifteen like yeah <laughs> like name dropping things, and sometimes. There's all so a lot of times when I'll watch like a horror movie and they will be like, Hi, here's Detective Carpenter and his assistant, <laughs> Detective Argento. I'll go, You can go to hell, you can all fuck <laughs> off. This is irritating. This is too on the nose. Sergeant Ramey, fill out that paperwork. A hundred percent. I mean, I think it was was it Maniac Cop, one of those movies? They did that. They literally named them all that. I, yeah. I think they did it in uh, Night of the Creeps. I think Sergeant Ramey, I think, literally was one of the guys in <laughs> Night of the Creeps. Sometimes it, that movie can do no wrong, so it gets a pass. But um, usually when that shit happens, I'm like, God, please stop. Yeah. This, because that is the premise of the whole bit, I guess it gets a pass just because that's that that is the heart and soul of the whole book. Yeah. Either way, I love this book. If you are a punk rock fan and a Spider Man fan, come on, you gotta do it. You know You've who should read this You know who should yet. write Spider Punk? I do. Who? Uh it should be Rick Remender. Oh man, I think Evan Dorkin. Oh boy. <laughs> I think if you wanna pack as many punk rock references wow. as possible into a script, you need it Dorkin to to write it. I mean uh, Honestly, though, it still shocks me that that issue wasn't written <laughs> by Rick Remender. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. it feels like him writing it. The fact that uh, Dan, what's his name, knew enough, Dan Slott, knew enough punk rock references to get this right. Well, I don't think he wrote the one that had all the punk rock references. Maybe, maybe I don't not. Think so. okay. I think he might have created the character, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think Spider-Punk was, like, one of those Spider-Gwen things where it was, like, someone drew it, and yeah. it was, like, that's fucking cool, and then it became, like, a, like immediately, yeah. like, or not, not sorry, not Spider-Gwen, Gwenpool, yeah. where, like, people just liked the design, it was just a variant cover or whatever, and then they just, like, okay, well, let's make this a comic, and then it, it happened to be, like, somebody that, like, 
you know, they were smart enough to get somebody who yeah. got punk rock, you know, who listened to punk rock, I guess, at least. Yeah, it's it's so weird. There are so many of the things in this book that should make me mad. Number one, Disney releasing something that references the Misfits. Uh, it references anarchy. Sorry, like, I mean, the concept of anarchy. There's a Captain America with an anarchy yeah, symbol. He's instead Captain of, Anarchy. Instead of, exactly. He's Captain Anarchy. I couldn't figure out what the Iron uh, Iron Woman. I, I didn't I know, know. Was it was Iron Maiden. It, is it like. Is she Iron Maiden? I, I mean, don't know. Because like, she, I couldn't figure out what her name was. Yeah, I don't know what her name is either. It's Riri Williams. It's Riri but, Williams, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what she's but calling the, and herself. And that's the, the band. Evening. It's it's yeah. Spider-Punk, Captain Anarchy, and Riri Williams. <laughs> and they refuse to sell out to Kang they the do. Conglomerator or whatever <laughs> his name is. Yeah, they do refuse to, uh, to uh, sell out. And they, they also beat up Craven because he sold out. Also because <laughs> he's a racist. Yes. Um... Okay, <laughs> enough about the best comic ever written. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go on to Spy X Family Graphic Novel Volume 7. I have no idea what that is. I'm just going to say it and pretend I know what I'm talking about. Sounds good. Star Trek Discovery Adventures in the 32nd Century. What? Uh, Star Trek Mirror War, number five. Cool. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number 22. Cool. And Strange, number two. Why didn't I read this? I don't I did know. read it. I love this book. It's good. Honestly, it's good. I, it's a decent book. I loved the first issue, so... I, yeah. I, I, I think you'll find a lot to like in this issue, too, as well. Uh, Suicide Squad, number 14. I am enjoying it, despite the fact yeah. that the, the splash panel is literally like Amanda Waller has taken over an entire planet. And it's like literally like there's an image of her like holding a planet in her hands. And I'm like, it's a little much for that character, <laughs> but you're giving me ambush bug every month, even. And it's, you know, I, I think it's Dennis Hopeless writing it. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It's a little I feel like it misses the Suicide Squad mark a little bit, but yeah. it's it's over the top and whatever. But it's been bad it's for so long that anything that's readable, I think, is. Yeah, is a good a good start. Yeah. The Iron Giant Marvel Select Battle Mode figure is out. Oh, I love Iron Giant cool. design. It's the uh, the oh. Diamond Select size, so they're in those stupid, gigantic takeout container-sized action figure displays, which is really dumb. But the figure is <laughs> super sweet. That's pretty cool. And has light up stuff and whatnot. And oh no way! For thirty bucks, it's a pretty pretty boss figure. Hell yeah. Um, they made a few other ones, and they were all really nice, so I think this one is also cool. That's it. Um, and then we have The Thing, number six of six, wrapping up what is one of the weirdest versions really of the Thing is, series yeah. the world has ever seen. I can't. I honestly can't believe this is not written by Jim Starlin. <laughs> is like this oh, wow. like it's just so thanos like even without ever having thanos in it it's like it is like it's cosmic yeah uh, very 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 cosmic and i wasn't expecting it but i love uh tom riley the artist and i think the walter mosley is a is a book author yes um but either way very smart very good um a lot of heart a lot of goodness yeah uh, we got the trade paperback of Venom uh, by Al Ewing, Volume 1, uh, Al Ewing and Ram V, uh, Recursion. Cool. I like this stuff. You do. 
Um, Walking Dead Deluxe, number 36. Cool cover on one of those. Yeah. Um, and West of Sundown, number one. You liked this. I enjoyed this. Yeah, this I is was, like... I was unimpressed, personally. But really? Eh, huh. It just didn't do you it You don't like me. a vampire. You know, that is a true thing about me. I yeah. don't really... I'm not really a fan of the vampires. They're, I thought this was a good take on a vampire. It had like that kind of two moons feel, where yeah. it's, it's obviously... It's set in the Civil War. Um, yep. But it's like this kind of like aristocratic vampire lady uh, from Civil War times and then her kind of like sort of comedic sort of in a way like there's really, uh, I was a little confused but it's sort of her Renfield but I mean like yeah. they're sort of in a relationship like they're yeah like yeah he's like disgusted by what she's doing but is like her best buddy and is yeah. like Helping her out, yeah. making sure she doesn't die, making sure her it's earth like, is preserved. Well, and... I sure do wish you hadn't murdered that person that I like. Oh well, was like one of the yeah. things. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it's it was weird good. for a horror fan to be saying these things. It's yeah. weird that I would be saying that, but it, it just I don't know. Well, it, maybe it's a horror book for somebody who isn't like a diehard horror fan this, like myself. This may be the case, uh, but again, also vampires. It's such a. It has to be such a specific story for me for mm-hmm. me to like a vampire story. Yeah. Of of all of the classic universal monsters, the vampire is the one that I'm yawn fest about. Typically, the Draculas are my least favorites. Uh, but I just I, I liked this. I think I cool. don't know if it was the historical setting or if it was Good like thing. whatever. The, but some of the layouts were beautiful. Yeah, I liked the art a lot. Yeah. I thought it was cool. There was some good stuff. Uh, Wonder Woman, speaking, oh my God, speaking of art, Jesus Christ, Wonder Woman, Historia, the Amazons, number two. Hmm. Jesus, man, this guy. Gene, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So good. Very good art. Uh, world of Krypton, number five. Yes. It is a world that no one cares about. X-Force, number 27. There's a lot of X-Force this week. Yeah, there's an annual and there's a number 27, and I didn't read either one. I read both. And Why didn't I read Red? Shit. Uh, Red, I also read. I read all the X-Men books this week because this was like the first week of the new like post. Because yeah. I read that issue that I really liked last week. And I was like, I'm going to like see what's going on with these. Like, But none of them were take-homes. But for me... But uh, X-Force is, I mean, it's just that team. It's it's Wolverine in his cool brown suit and uh, Domino and Kid Omega. And when you say that, um, all I can think of is like a 70s leisure suit. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. it's cool brown suit <laughs> cool with brown the lapels, <laughs> uh, with the flares. Um, but uh, which is the, the coolest one, guy at the bingo parlor. X-Force, X-Men Red was the one where Thunder. Thunderbird is a big character in it, I think. X-Men Red has yes, Thunderbird yeah, is a that huge. That was the most compelling yeah. of the X-Books because it was nice to have somebody be like, fuck these assholes. Like yeah. there needs to be way more X-Men people being like, fuck these assholes. Like well, that's I mean, that is the turning point is right now. Yeah. Is when everyone's starting to go, This is crazy. You're acting yeah. like a bunch of aristocratic a-holes. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, this whole interstellar politics colonizing planets thing. It's just like I get it. If it's your thing, more power to you. But it ain't It is mine. weird to see Storm on Mars. I do like her new costume. 
I do too. It's very it's cool. Good. But I would imagine very difficult to draw. And as soon as someone who isn't that artist is drawing it, it'll be like, oh man, why does it look so weird? It is weird. It's very, it's funny because it's, it's like also, a George Perez costume. Perez. Perez. Um, yes. And it's also like the costume that was too insulting for them to use for Miss Marvel anymore. <laughs> It's like almost like Miss Marvel's super oh. insulting costume. Yeah. She even has the lightning bolt. She even I, has like the. I know not what you refer to. Uh, when Miss Marvel had the black costume. I don't know. Oh, you don't remember that? No. Why it's insulting? Uh, because it was too revealing. It was too. Oh, the teen Miss Marvel. No, no, no. The the Carol adult, Danvers. Carol Danvers. Oh. Adult Miss Marvel. Her black suit from like two thousand or. 90, late 90s early 2000s it was know. one that they again you didn't see the movie but they literally made a joke about it in the uh, in the movie where she was like flipping through possible suits to wear and there was that one and she was like nope nice I yeah I, don't, I honestly don't remember the suit yeah but uh, this it's storm classic I don't know yeah this storm costume is 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 interesting but it is just it's one of those things that like that artist will draw it really well but like will other artists also draw it well remains to be seen probably not in the same way that like the george perez costumes look fine and dandy Mm -hmm. when he's drawing them but like when someone else does it it's kind of like i still don't think that that nightwing costume looks right on anybody but no but it is of its time because i remember in 1984 when i bought the magazine you were dressed like that wasn't dressed you went together although i did wear flare collars (laughs) nice uh when i like when i dressed nobody wore flare collars like that no nobody did i mean he was a circus acrobat so it was a circus acrobat (laughs) collar like i mean he looked like a like a funeral lily I'm not saying it's cool, and I'm especially not saying it's cool given the context of, like, it. but I will say I read Teen Titans, and, and there was that, there, there was a magazine, it was called Comics... Comic scene, I think. Yeah. And they had an article on Teen Titans that showed the new Nightwing costume for yep. the first time. It wasn't even in the comics. Right. And then it showed Jericho for the first time. Yep. Also another like what costume. I mean, but like that, that when I saw look. those at the time, I was like, that's so cool. I remember I cut them out and like had them like is yeah. in part of a collage. Like I thought they were so cool. And also they didn't used to like it was Jim Aparo who drew the collar. That's true. Like no, above right. his head, yeah, yeah. Perez drew it like normal. It wasn't, like it wasn't insane, but he did have the the chest, the deep the v, v. Mm. the the big V, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the, whatever. The Blackie Lawless from Wasp uh, <laughs> unitard look. But I, but I Sweet. as as a fan of it at the time, I was like super fucking down. Yeah, I yeah. was like, this is so cool. I can't wait to read this comic that it's, has yeah. And the issue where he gets it is like it's such a good comic, and then I mean a lot of that stuff is like dated, you know. Like, right. It's just kind of. It's so funny though because uh, Jericho, his look, is dated Ooh. to six months of yeah. American history. It was like greatest American hero just came out. Like William Katz got this cool hair. Yeah. Everybody's gonna want that hair. Yeah. I remember there was another. I can't remember his name, but he was in a knockoff Star Wars, and he had that hair. And it was like there were all these dudes that were like, "This is the cool look," and it yeah. lasted 
such a short window of time when that was a cool yeah. look. And then the other thing about uh, Jericho that I think is like super notable is the f- fucking mutton chops. Yes. He had like crazy mutton chops. Yeah. I love that. Like I actually really like. <laughs> I still I think mean, that's whatever. an okay look. Yeah. It's it's the perm that didn't hold. The... It's the mullet perm. Yeah. Really. It was the combo. Because like, I mean, obviously you can't the have Brock the Brock Samson. But the, yeah, the Brock Samson very much. <laughs> um, and I've been reading a lot of 80s uh Hustler. Uh, so I, they they heard what I was reading about the eighties and they're they're pulling me over. Uh the um there's a lot of uh there's another haircut too that you see a lot in those that it's just like no one before or since ever thought yeah, that yeah. haircut was cool, <laughs> especially not with a mustache, but like Ooh. everybody in these comics has it. Oof, like yeah. Ms. Tree or whatever, like like stuff like that. Like or it's like the it's oh, like a swoop yeah. like kind of yeah, like a yeah. swoop part. A uh, side part with like yep. a swoop, and then a and then mustache, maybe with some like aviator style like non sunglasses glasses. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a time. It sure was. I think it's like between nineteen eighty like two and like nineteen eighty five. Yeah, maybe that was it. And and eighty five, it was already going away. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Love it. Well, okay. Um, well, thank you, Bob. Um, for all of this my pleasure and uh, I'll talk about mullets any day for the hairstyle advice uh our hairstyle advice column and uh please purchase things from coastcitycomics.com and come to our store in portland maine uh and uh all of those things and we appreciate it and we will see you next week with more talking about comic books yeah good night everybody bye <laughs>